What's up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph. This week, we have a little special something something, and that is a Bachelor recap that is a two-parter. And then Mara's got some juicy shit for Gossip of the Week. What's it gonna be? So for Gossip of the Week, we are gonna be talking about Noah Beck and Dixie D'Amelio taking a lie detector test and how unbelievably awkward it was. And then we're gonna talk about the Kardashians potentially moving to Hulu. Let's get into it. So to kick off the episode that came out on Monday, Blake gets a one-on-one and guess what? It went as well as we all thought it would. He got sent home. I don't know why anybody was surprised here because Blake hasn't had any time with Taysha. I don't feel like there's any connection. There's not really a spark. I mean, he's a great guy. You can just tell, you know, he gives off a good vibe, but it's like other than that... Not sure definitely, why anyone's confused here. Definitely a, he's been friend zoned. So have she, they kissed? I can only think of him kissing Claire. So I'm just I just don't know how he's made it this far, but she was giving him the one-on-one, honestly, just to give him the time of day. And they didn't even make it through the entire one-on-one before she's like, okay, there's just nothing here between us. Right. I have to send you home. Considering the fact that hometowns are next week, it's like I don't know how anybody was thinking Blake and Tasha could get there. So this, to me, was not a shock. No. However, it was a shock to Blake. And Tasha was very upset, like sobbing. She was Out really, of nowhere. really upset about sending home Blake. Like when she sent home easy, she didn't even bat an eye. She's yeah. like, yeah, um, sir, get out. Here's but the door. she has 20 minutes with Blake on the one-on-one and she's like, not it. Then he gets in the limo and she's bawling. It just, I feel like she just felt bad for sending him home, but you could tell that there was like really a lot of emotion behind this entire thing. Yeah, I think it's just more she just felt bad for him. Not like, oh, am I missing out on my future husband? That's I think they're totally different tiers. However, this kind of led to Taysha getting really upset and emotional. She goes to talk to the guys and she walks in essentially crying. Everyone can sense that something is wrong. Blake just got sent home. She's coming in by herself in tears. For no reason. Like normally she would not be coming in. Right. And she's crying to the guys just explaining how hard this is. And she is sobbing and everyone's trying to make her feel better. And then right as soon as she's, you know, done crying and she goes, Riley, can I see you outside for a second. I mean, what a terrible thing to say, Taisha. Like, you just got done sending home one of the other guys. You come back crying and then you pull our favorite dude out of the group. Immediately, everyone's like, this can't be good. Right. No, like, why would she pull Riley out of nowhere? Especially you know, after she has been crying and upset. So immediately I'm shitting my pants watching it. I'm just like, oh no, oh no, no way did Riley just tell her all of these things about himself, why he was so nervous, like really breaking down all the walls for her to send him home out of nowhere. Literally sits him down and says that she's sending him home. What do you mean? She's like, I just feel like we haven't like progressed as much as my other relationships. My point here is, well, that's funny because Riley hasn't been given a one-on-one. At least Blake got a one-on-one before you sent him home. Right, because it just was so surprising to me considering the fact that Noah is still here at this time. Like, no way is our baby Riley going home and Noah is still sitting on that couch with all the other guys. 
And it's like, that's funny because you don't think your relationship has progressed that much with Riley, but he's progressed more than Blake ever has without a one-on-one. That's you know, so it's true. like he was way further than Blake was without ever having a one-on-one, mm-hmm. yet he didn't even get the chance to actually have one to prove it. Right. I think Riley going home was just a true devastation. I don't know if I saw him winning and being with Tayshia in the end, but I still wanted him to be a part of the show because obviously he's our fave. But now it's like so down to the wire where there's like only three people. So like obviously our favorites have to be sent home yeah. if they don't get chosen. And it's just like Tasha, I feel like you're making a huge mistake. Because I know <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It's like when I look at her and like what she's looking for, her qualities, everything about her and what she's looking for, and then Riley, I'm like, that is literally what you want. A power couple. 100 percent It's like he's established. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He's emotional. It's like he's the whole package. And on top of that, as we remember from last week, Bennett got sent home and came right back dumped his heart out to Tasha. said he's in love with her so she said okay stick around for the next rose ceremony so you're telling me Tasha, you are keeping <laughs> noah and bennett but sending riley home and that is a disservice to society right there ma'am you're in the doghouse baby <laughs> love you to death Tasha, but you are in the dog house <laughs> so now we have the rose ceremony and long story short bennett and noah gets at home so Tasha brought bennett back just to send him home again not really sure why that that was the move, but doesn't matter. And that was my thing from the very beginning when he came back and Tasha said he could stay. I'm like, unless you see him at the finals, like you only have a couple guys left. You're just hurting him. Like you have to now send him home again. And then he's going to take someone's spot like Riley's. I'm just like, what were you even thinking? I know it was really pointless. And honestly, I feel like she probably regretted it, but yeah. like, whatever. So be it. So now we're left with Zach, Brendan, Ivan, and Ben. A good grouping. A great group of guys. I'm happy with it. Oh, beyond happy. I feel like at this point, there was always somebody I don't like. You know, For it's like sure. down to the four guys. I usually don't like one of them. Yeah. Or two. And I have my front runner, like who I want to win by this point. Who and is right it? now? I know mine. I know mine too. One, two, three. Brendan! Yeah! I knew it. I knew it too. There's no way. He has come out of left field for me. And the thing is, is what I love about Brendan and what makes him so special is the fact that he got the first Mm one-on-one. Everybody thinks that's a good move and that you want the first one-on-one because that means you have an instant attraction. However, I think the first one-on-one is a death sentence sometimes. Yeah, because you get left in the dust after that. For real. Because it's like after that, it's like, okay, now as weeks go on, there's nothing you're looking forward to because you already know you had your one-on-one. Right. And you're watching guy after guy after guy take her. And you didn't get time to get more comfortable with her. So on the one-on-one in the future, you could just like have a great time. You weren't as nervous. Right. You're right off the bat. It's like, we don't even know each other whatsoever right now. Right. I think Brendan's going to win too. If he, I just feel like he's going to get his heart broken. No way. Well, she's going to pick Zach over him. No way. So far... I'm okay. sorry. At this moment in time, I feel like her and Zach have the best connection, but I don't know if she can see him as her husband. I know. I hope she can like see that because I'm like, Brendan is exactly it. Okay. Ivan, I love you, baby, but I think you're out of the running. I don't want any of their hearts broken. And normally that's not the case. I'm like, dump him, dump him, dump him. <laughs> All right. So that is the end of the first half of the first episode on Monday. The second half is men tell all. Oh, it is 
our favorite segment. I did like the men tell all. I do have a couple issues I'd like to discuss. Sure. One of them being, I hate that COVID has obviously not allowed the audience. I love when people get booed. And they're all like, they place the guys on the chairs next to each other, like to just bitch. Like the guys that are enemies, shoulder to shoulder. Right. Now with COVID, they're six feet apart. There's only like a few of them there. Yeah. Like Dr. Joe, volleyball Joe wasn't there. There were so many people that weren't there. Easy was gone. I mean, like it just didn't feel the same. However, we do have some highlights for you. And another little thing I just love about mental all for those of you, if you're not really into the bachelorette is the fact that it is just a bitch sesh. They bring all the guys back from the season and everyone just roasts each other from all the beef that was in the house. Right. Cause they play it for them in front of their faces. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, remember this? Remember? <laughs> and like just showing each other talking shit about the other person on like, screen. Like awesome. However, I would say the drama and Tasha season was really just Bennett and Noah. And frankly, I'm over talking about them. So we are here to talk about the main event, Yosef. Do you recall that little fucking weasel dude from when Claire was the bachelorette? And the fact that they even brought him into the show. Like, honestly, the reason they brought him in was to just fucking remake. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, none of Claire's guys came no, back. No, no. It was like Tasha's guys. So it's it's like for Chris Harrison to bring on Yosef, he's like, oh, we want America to ream him. Yeah. Like if we can recall what Yosef did on Claire's season was just bitch Claire out and was so disrespectful for literally no good reason. The way he talked to her, where every single person's like, no matter your point, you are so out of line talking to a woman that way. Talking and to anybody. Anyone. Like, being like, so unbelievably rude in the fact that it's like, Yosef, fucking read the room. You came here to meet her. She's the bachelorette. Like, I don't know why you think you're so high and mighty and above everybody, but let's get back down to reality and... No one likes you. No one likes you. If it's not for you and his whole thing, I know deep down why he snapped like that is because he was insecure knowing that he wasn't going to win the whole thing and his ego was way too fucking big. So he says, let me make her feel small and then I'm going to dip out. It's like, you should have just fucking left then, dude. For real, like class A narcissist yeah and the fact that when he comes on the show and they play back all the shit he said to claire i mean the guys are mad mad it's like these guys barely got to know claire and they are like advocating and it's for like her all of the guys that had to deal with claire's bullshit in the beginning it's not like they are like buddy buddy with claire they don't like her either but all of them are sitting back like you are so out of line for that and the fact that chris harrison and all the guys are like do you have any remorse yosef for the way that you treated Claire, the way that you act and spoke to her. And guess what Yosef's response was? No. He goes, not, not at all. I own everything. I'm not sorry for it. I, he says, I refuse to apologize. I mean, can you imagine a bigger dick? Like imagine dating that person. Yosef would be the dude that will always make you feel like you're crazy. A class will- A fucking psychopath where it's like they have, they literally cannot see like when they've done something wrong. It's just like, dude, own it. If you got fucking revved up and mad in the moment, yeah, you're still not my favorite person, but it's like, at least come back and be like, okay, that was wrong. I was just really mad in the moment. Like, he refuses to acknowledge that he did anything wrong. And the biggest fucked up part of the whole thing with Yosef 
as Chris Harrison turns and asks him and he goes, would you approve of somebody talking to your daughter like this? Like, how would you feel if someone talked to your daughter like this? And he has the audacity to say, I hope someone would call her out if she was acting like And Claire. put her in her place. And put her in her place. I mean. Oh, even Chris dude, Harrison, was everyone like, sat back. All the guys were like okay. shaking their head like, that's just gross. Like, you want your daughter to be humiliated and feel like shit like that where she is sobbing? You are that egocentric to where it's like, it's one thing. Like, I get your points and your feelings. They're valid. And he kept saying, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. That's fine. But it's like, you have to take a step back and see, okay, if there's a group of people here saying you are so in the wrong there right. you've got to look at it from a different perspective there's no way you're not seeing it like that and just, just to be like i definitely did not handle it the way i should have that's all it comes down to the way that yosef and claire's conversation went and their entire fight it was as if they've been dating for five years and they are really <laughs> mad at each other it's like yosef you don't know her she doesn't know him this entire thing stemmed from the fact that the guys got down to their underwear to play dodgeball on a date you weren't even on his whole point had nothing to do with him. Right. That's the whole thing where it's like, she didn't even do you personally dirty whatsoever. And all the guys that were on that date were like, we had no problem with it. And if we did, we wouldn't have done it. And the fact that Yosef is mad and this whole thing is stemming from the fact that the guys stripped down of their underwear, but is selling out on Instagram and modeling in his underwear for a fucking ad. The biggest hypocrite. I mean, I literally can't. I, I just can't believe this news. I didn't even notice that he has been posting photos for an underwear campaign when his big reason to like to back up him screaming at fucking Claire is about other guys stripping down for dodgeball that he wasn't even a part of yet he can go do the underwear campaign right calling her classless it's like oh oh he is the kind of dude if I'm at a party around him where me and him are button heads oh you're he's getting a fucking drink dumped right on that skull I am absolutely (laughs) launching my drink over his head dude no And I'm way. just, the, all the guys fucking hate him. It's like t- for other dudes to sit around and tell you to your face as you're also a grown ass man to be like, you are so out of line. Chris Harrison literally said our favorite line, not a good look, Yosef. <laughs> not a good look. Not a good look. Like, he was just like, I tried to help you and clearly there's no helping you. Yosef. No remorse. So nah. get the fuck out of my face. Enough about Yosef. He just Oh, my blood is boiling. I just, I hope I never see his face ever again in my life. He better, and I mean better, not be on fucking paradise. Oh, he is. No, No, wait, no. Chris Harrison hates him too much. He won't be. He (laughs) won't be. All right. So now this is the second episode this week, and it is Hometowns, baby. Honestly, at this point, I'm usually tuning out. I frankly don't really love hometowns. I mean, they're whatever. The only time I like hometowns is honestly, it's fucked up. But like when the parents like roast the bachelor or bachelorette (laughs) and otherwise it's like, ooh, fun and dandy. I'm here for the drama, (laughs) the gossip. And we start off with Brendan. Oh my God. Brendan kills it. He brings his niece on the date. He's Mr. Family Man. Family Man looks up to his brother and his brother's wife and family. And he totally was more out of his shell because it's not even like Brendan is super reserved. He's just, I think, a little bit of a quiet person. Right. But then as soon as he was around his niece and his like brother and his his, um, sister-in-law, immediately was just so much more like goofy. You know what I mean? Like silly. And like Taisha loved it. I am... Heart eyes all the way for Brendan. 
Absolutely. Let's rate that. Yes. Out of 10, what are you rating Brendan's hometown? Mm, this is biased. <laughs> um, I would say, well, what sucks is it's not an actual hometown. Like they had to bring all the families to the quarantined villa where they've been like shooting the bachelorette. So it's not like we get to see them in their own like element. Sp- yeah, their own element. But I would say nine out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I would say, nine. I would say eight out of 10. The only reason I'm giving him an eight is because I feel like at the hometowns is usually where they say I love you. I mean, obviously this is a really fast time to say I love you. And no one's really saying it that much. Right. At this point with the normal bachelor or bachelorette, I feel like the hometowns are like, they're so different. Yeah. They go on a full huge date around their city, their and hometown, they really everything. Get... They go back to their own high schools, which I'm like, right. I would never, <laughs> if I was on The Bachelorette, bring my fucking bachelor to my hometown high school. Like, no sorry, thanks. No, thank If you're you. from our high school, no, you are not. You didn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I think eight out of 10, just because I would have liked to solidify it. Maybe a comment of I'm falling in love. I'm yeah. almost there. Something to the next step. Because it went so well. Because it's considering that the finale is next week. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? What the hell? Okay. So moving on to Zach. Zach, I didn't know he lived in New York City. I didn't either. So that's, this is a game changer. Because he brings Tasha around the like the resort, like a, a day in the life of him in New York. And Zach tells us that Tasha has voiced that she also was interested in moving to New York. Like she was already thinking about doing that. That's the only thing that I'm like, I think is a huge thing playing in her head when choosing the guys. It's like, I'm already picturing myself living in New York. He already lives there. There's no question of who's moving or what. Right. You know, it's that just That definitely like, is like a big, huge convenience. For sure. Because it's like, okay, he already lives there. I want to move there. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we know like Zach's, Zach's family, he's been through a lot like with addiction and everything. Like his family, he has said like has saved his life. And I think it went super well besides a little tidbit when Zach's brother is kind of grilling Tasha, and Zach's brother says to Tasha, what is your relationship like with the other guys compared to Zach? Like how am I supposed to trust this if I don't know where you're at with the other guys? And Tasha kind of beats around the beats around the question. And as soon as I heard Tasha not really answer it directly, I knew what was coming out of Zach's brother's mouth, which right. was, you didn't answer my question. Ooh. I hate that shit. It's like, yeah, no shit. There's a reason I didn't. Right. Wait, it's like, dude, I'm on a show where the cameras I are in my face. Tell you who I like most. Sorry. You're literally asking me, hey, tell me what your relationship's like with Brendan. Well, like, dude, how am I quantifying this? I don't want to talk about other people. Like, I'm trying to impress you, the guy that's like, get to know you. His family. Like, I don't want to talk about the other guys because also you're not going to like what I have to say. And I think they both knew that. And it's like, I get his family and his brother, like Zach's family being a little bit hard on Tasha because it's like, Zach has gone through so much with addiction and depression and everything like in his life that if he gets his heart broken from this and they were even saying like, we've never seen him smile and be this happy. He completely wants wants to change the course of his life for this. Yeah. He never wanted to have kids. He was like, I'm fine being an uncle. Yep. I don't care about having a wife. And now he's like, I want a wife and I want kids. Yeah. Completely and so they're like, completely different. They, I get it. Their reservations are like, if you don't choose him in the end, they're like, you know, like we have to be worried about his well-being because he's so deep into this. You know, he's he struggles. Right. And it's like, people don't just bounce back from heartbreak that easy. Exactly. And they just don't want to see him to go back to a dark place or even risk that happening. Right. And I feel bad for Zach if he doesn't get chosen because it's like for him to want to completely change that and be like a dad and all of that. It's like he was only doing that 
Because he felt like he could do it with Tasha. Exactly. And like, he's been married before. It didn't work. The whole thing. He's like, I don't see that for myself. And now that he's met Tasha, it's like, I see that, but with her. Right. So that is just a big scare. Well, now I'm like, shit, she has to pick Zach. <laughs> I was all in on Brendan, but now I got the guilt trip. No, no, I'm still team Brendan, but what are you rating it? I'm saying seven out of 10 me too. just because of the brother. Yes, absolutely. Me too. Moving on to Ivan. I mean, nothing really detrimental to say here. I feel like his, his family- mom was just a skeptic. She was just really skeptical of this whole thing, but it's like, um, if you think about it, like, I want to know the actual amount of time that Tasha's had with the guys because it's like, I think it's literally a month. It's shortened because Claire ruined fucking half of it. Right. So it's like the mom is skeptical. Totally understand that. But I did love his dad. His dad was yes. like so cute and wise. And like exa- the wise is exactly the word. Right. It's like when Tasha was answering his questions and she was talking, he was hanging on to every word and he was genuinely like interested in investing. He's like, I... I really see like her as a person, like really was right. like, oh, such he's a like, wise he's man. Like, oh, wise man. He's like, I really like got to know Tasha as a person. Like, I feel like Ivan's dad did the best of like trying to get to know Tasha versus just trying to get to know their relationship. Exactly. Everyone's asking like, why do you like my son? Why do you like my son? He's right. like, like, what can I know about you, Tasha? Oh, Mara, that is the perfect point. The Just best kiss. way to put it. That's why we love it. However, the one thing that was concerning about Ivan's date is mm. when he was talking to his mom, he's like, I really like her. And it, Ivan even said to his mom, like, I'm not ready to propose, like, up for marriage. He goes, but it was like, at first, he was like, I'm not ready in this exact moment. But he goes, I can definitely see myself. Like, he goes, if I like, do propose to her and it's me at the end, it's because I knew that I was ready. So he's right. not he's not counting it out. Right. He's just saying, I'm not going to just say yes right away right now. If it does come down to it, I will be like using the right judgment. Like we said earlier, like at this point, you know, it's like they're usually like saying, I'm falling in I'm love. I'm falling I'm in, in love. love. Like Zach is the only one right now that has said that. Yeah. So it's like, no wonder Tasha and Zach's relationship seems so much more far along. It's like, she said it back to him too. It's like, they are clearly in the right direction. And I'm sorry, guys. Maybe it's just because they're boys and they don't fucking binge bachelor like we do. But but it's like, like, you should know. It's hometown dates. If you don't say, I love you, but at the end of that date or anytime before it, you're going home. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time, sister. So I give this 7 out of 10. So Ben's date, Tasha finally gets to meet his mom and his sister. Everything is, you know, pretty good. The mom is really like making it evident that she sees a big change in him, that he he seems so happy. However, we come to the end of the date. And Ben had been saying to the cameras that he's in love with Tasha and he just needs to tell her. And so now it's just Ben and Tasha. They're sitting on a bench and everything is so beyond awkward. I can't believe it. She's like, I guess I'll just go. He's like, okay. Grabs her real quick to give her a kiss. And she's just, you can tell, disappointed as she walks off. And it's like, you could totally tell she was like, I was expecting maybe something. Not even for you to say I'm falling in love or I'm in love, but like maybe just like anything deeper than yeah. just like, that was fun. You know, like I'm glad yeah. you had a good time. And it's like and he, Ben talking behind the camera he's saying all this he's like I should have told her I loved her I should have said it and it's like this has been Ben's problem since the beginning he even said that he goes classic Ben to just blow it there's one key problem here is the fact that you are just waiting until it's too late like you were just dropping the ball on it pushing it off it's like every single time you're missing the mark by not just 
doing something or saying it, you know that you want to say you love her. You know that you want to go grab her and pull her for like one-on-one time. Right. Like you're saying this to yourself and to the camera. So everyone's very aware. It's not like you're just randomly like, oh, like fuck that one up. It's like, again, classic Ben. It's like, you know exactly each time and time again, what it is specifically that's fucking you over. And guess what? It fucks you over. So if you know it's a problem, then let's switch it up a little bit and actually speak up, do something. I just feel bad for him just because like I know his like trauma yeah. and, you know like I'm sure that plays a factor he doesn't want to put himself out there to get hurt absolutely but I feel like if he would have said what he was feeling mm-hmm. it would have really 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 changed the outcome so now it's the rose ceremony and all the guys are coming in one at a time Brendan Zach Ivan and Ben is last and he's saying to the cameras again like I really wish I would have told her how I felt I really wish I would have told her I love her and then he goes in and It gets down to the final rows between Brendan and Ben, and she sends Ben home. Could have called it. Yeah, no, I think we did call it. And so did Ben. Ben's like, I think I ruined this. It's like, yeah, you did. It's like, oh, Ben, you didn't, you know, it's like, you didn't have to say it. It's like, Brendan didn't, Ivan didn't. But it's like, Ben is just so, like, closed I know. And so when she's even sending him home and they're sitting outside talking before he like takes off, she's like, like, stop shutting down on me. He's like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be all right. She's like, and I show can, me something. And I can, I see both sides because it's like, yeah. obviously Tasha's not seeing the interview. So Tasha on her end is like, he's being really standoffish. He's not talking to me about anything deeper. Not our I future. said this earlier in the in one of our other episodes. I go, if she could see what he's saying behind the scenes, right. it would make more sense to her. But that's not what counts. No, it's not what counts. And it's like, I just felt so bad for him because when Tasha is sending him home, Ben is like, all he keeps saying is like, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. I mean, obviously I'm hurt, but like, I'll be okay. And to her, it's just like, no so tears. This, right. And she's, she even said to the camera, she's like, I'm not asking for you to like do some big ordeal or even anything, but she's just like, I wanted to know that I meant something to you. Yeah. She's like, like I just wanted him to act or show me that everything we've been through has meant something to him because he couldn't have acted any more like disinterested and I know it's just because how hurt he was exactly he was trying not to cry trying not to be upset and it's like I get it but for Tasha, it's just like I feel like it only solidified her decision because for sure she was disappointed it wasn't even like she was bawling like she was for Blake Blake of all people even Blake when there was nothing there it's like she's got a way deeper connection and emotional attachment to Ben but as soon as she he wasn't giving her anything she's not hearing what he's saying behind the scenes so she's just like all right then I guess I made the right call Bennett coming back fighting for her easy even questioning her being like is this it Blake saying like I can't believe this is Riley like you were the best thing to ever happen to me like just anything and it's like that doesn't mean Tasha's like dying for his affection and dying for this big thing but it's just like I kept you this long for a reason and I'm super upset that I'm having to send you home right now it's like it's literally just such a terrible situation because it's like Ben this is all just stemming from the fact that you didn't admit your feelings it's not that you were even having to push them it's not that you weren't in love with her exactly exactly tail as old as time if you feel it if that's how you actually feel and say it it's the right time it's the right place it's not like easy where it's like don't just fucking pull that out of your ass in the beginning of the show it's gonna send your ass home right instead you not saying it when you actually feel it Tasha feels it too there's obviously something there you need to speak up and say it I felt so bad for him when he was 
in the limo and he's like, you know, if Taisha felt the same way as I did and I just didn't tell her so she didn't know, then that's my mistake. And it's like, Ben, that's literally what happened. That is literally what when happened. When Taisha was walking away from him and he was leaving, I was like, you need to call her name and be like, Taisha, wait. I know what she's sending you home, so it's too late, but you could have said to her, I know it's too late. It's okay that you made the decision you did. I respect that, but I need to tell you how I feel. Right. Absolutely. Then there's no regrets. And that is a recap on these two episodes of The Bachelorette. My God, I am just blown away that we are at the finale next week. Time has flown, people. I I just, I'm speechless. And you know what? I cannot wait for Matt's season. It's already right around the bend. It's in a couple weeks. Oh my And God. the best part of that is the fact that I love when it's a bachelor because the girls are fucking crazy. <laughs> Now let's kick it off with Gossip of the Week. First up. Well, every week we're like, we hate to say it. We hate to talk about it, but it has to be discussed. Noah Beck and Dixie D'Amelio from TikTok. We all know him. We all hate him. We all love him. Pick your poison. <laughs> but they just did a lie detector test that they have a full YouTube video of it. You guys should go watch it. It's so fucking cringe. And the first thing we just need to talk about is the fact that why are these two together? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you wanted to start off with that because I want to point out the fact that Father Alex Cooper, when she went on the BFF's pod, Dave Portnoy's podcast, she said, I hate when people are together for clout and not saying that they are together for clout. However, it's like their relationship definitely seems forced and they seem like completely different people, people that would not typically be in a relationship together. Complete opposites. And this, what we're about to get into, all stemmed from what we could tell immediately, when Dixie and Noah were first like rumored to have a thing and were hanging out, the two of them, it was so clear. They're together. They were in a relationship. Who gives a fuck? They literally were so like, it was like watching a middle school girlfriend and boyfriend. Like, I don't want to hold hands in front of anyone. Like all around, I just, I never would have pictured them together because Dixie's personality is very much like one of the bros. Like, I don't, I'm not into PDA. I'm not into that. Like just kind of like way more like chill. And, and like, I feel like her maturity level too on top of that is like not ready for any sort of commitment or relationship. Right. Like she doesn't seem like she even likes Noah. And then on the other hand, it's Noah who is all about Dixie. Like yeah. literally is obsessed with her. Thinks she's like the best thing and is wants everyone to know about it. Right off the bat, we are knowing that there's going to be some issues with this lie detector test. And holy shit, it was so bad. There were multiple things that we're going to get into that were just, oh my God, awful. They are asking each other questions that are like, they're only feeling comfortable to bring up these like serious questions. Clearly these are concerns they both have because it's like, Oh, we're at the lie detector test. It's like, now I can kind of bring up my like reservations. Right. It's like, these are things you guys probably should have talked about in private with each other and maybe figured that out. We're going to kick it off with Noah Beck asking Dixie, do you see yourself marrying me? And Dixie doesn't even hesitate and flat out says no. Like doesn't even think about it. She's like, no. And 
Noah's like, okay, am I wasting my time then? I get it. You guys are 19 and 20 and I'm not saying you have to get married, but it's like, then what's the point? If you're just straight up saying, no, we're not going to get married. It's like, no, Noah's just like, okay. Like, like there's not even a because, possibility. Because they're saying, they, based off the other questions they asked, they both asked each other, are you in love with Noah? Are you in love with Dixie? And they both answered yes. So I'm like, okay, if you're in love with someone, but you can never in a few years see yourself marrying them. It's like, then no one had ever able to be like, so am I wasting my time? Imagine asking that. It was just so cringe for numerous reasons. Moving on to reason number two. Noah asked Dixie, have you ever thought about breaking up with me? And Dixie pauses for a while, guys, a long pause. And then she says, no. He goes, you you pause. She goes, it was that one time I told you about it. And so at the end of the lie detector test, the guy is reading back the answers and he explains to Noah that Dixie lied during that question and that she actually has thought about breaking up with him. Yes. So, and then the next stop was Noah, which this one really just, I'm like, oh, Noah, honey, honey. you've got to let this one go. For real. He asked Dixie, are you purposely mean to me? She's like, no, like, what do you mean? It's like for you to ask your girlfriend or boyfriend out of all the questions, you only right. get like five questions to ask on this lie detector test. The question you're asking your girlfriend or your boyfriend is, are you purposely mean to me? That seems really, really toxic. And this is the classic relationship that are in relationships that are just like dicks to their boyfriend and girlfriend, like just to be like picking on them and like rude for no reason. They obviously like them or they love them, but it's like, do you? Because they're so immature and like, and just roasting and embarrassing like their boyfriend or girlfriend, especially publicly, like or around groups of people. I've just seen it so many times where it's like, why are you not trying to be kind to your boyfriend? Why are you being a dick to your girlfriend or boyfriend whatsoever if you're dating or if you're in love? He seemed so upset by this entire thing. And then I could tell that like whenever he got a chance to kind of give it back to Dixie a little bit, like a little dig once in a while, like he would take up the opportunity, but then she'd be so offended. So all in all, that video was no bueno. No, no bueno. bueno. Their relationship no bueno. <laughs> Everything about it. I guess we will see what happens with the two of them in the future. Moving on to the Kardashians, our queens. I our feel like queens. I haven't talked about the family in Don't forever. say a goddamn bad word about them. <laughs> I swear to God. I feel like we haven't talked about them in forever. I know. But we potentially have good news here, people. So we all know that Keeping Up With The Kardashians is coming to a close on E! Network. However, obviously, I knew something was gonna happen. There's no way that they can all just like fall off the face of the earth. No. It's like at least one of them, even if it's just two of them, you know, it's like, you know, like Chloe and Courtney have had their own spinoffs before. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I know something's gonna happen. Absolutely. This is not the last of them that we've seen and we knew a spinoff was coming. Absolutely. And they are coming to Hulu, which I am so excited because I don't have E! So Amen. We are so pumped. It's like, thank God. And it's like, what's it going to be? I'm just like, what's the show going to be? Who's it going to be about the kids? No. People were saying Addison Rae was going to be a part of it. Like, yeah. that's why they've been hanging out. But also, she's been hanging out with Courtney, And Courtney wants nothing to do with any of the, like, reality TV. She's done doing it. Right. So I can't even really see Courtney being, a, like, a main thing in this new season. And Absolutely this, not. like, whole new show. So I don't really see that being a thing with Addison either. I don't know. But whatever it is, honey, you know I'll be watching it. Before <laughs> anyone forgets, pay attention. Because Ariana Grande's new Netflix special is coming out on the 21st. Baby. 
baby. Oh my god. Baby. <laughs> baby. I am so excited. You know we are like our biggest fans. The biggest fans. And But we're the cool fans. I always picture myself as a cool fan. It's like if I ever saw the Kardashians in public, it's like I'm not making eye contact. I'm not asking for a pic. I'm the cool fan. I'm like Yeah, <laughs> we say that until um, really because when I worked at um a hotel in downtown Denver, Anyeka from The Bachelor showed up to check in with me at the front desk. And this was like a year and a half ago. And when I say I never thought I'd be the girl that would fangirl, I fangirled so hard. Um, it came back bite me in the ass because I brought up champagne, snacks, a whole thing to her and her friend that were staying up there and no one said thank you. Okay. So let's wrap it up. No fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap on this week's episode of Let's Gossip. Make sure for a little Christmas treat for us, subscribe, leave a review, you know, some Christmas cheer for me and Meredith. <laughs> Absolutely. I couldn't have asked for more. Mm -mm. And we will see you snitches next Thursday for another gossip update. Bada bing, bada boom. Mom drunk. drunk. Oh, I'm no, no. literally going to beat my own ass. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to freak Every out.